Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or me at Cartoon Therapy. Um, if you want to, if you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe to my show. If you could write a review, write a review. Reviews really help the show. So does subscriptions. So does when you subscribe to my show. That really helps too. Um, if you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show where I give total strangers my unprofessional advice. But a lot of times people are just calling in to talk about like their naughty lives or their secret lives while remaining totally anonymous. That's why it's called Strictly Anonymous. I change everybody's voice on my show. Um, I always tell people you lie about your name. You could lie about where you're from. You could lie about what you do for a living. The only thing that I want you to tell the truth about is all the other stuff. (laughs) That's the stuff that's important. Um, so it really is anonymous and you could call me from, you'll be calling me on the phone, but you could call me from a, uh, you know, make up a fake email, email me, make a, you know, call me from a block number and you really do remain anonymous. If you want to talk to me while remaining anonymous, but not have your shit aired on my show, I provide that service now too, but that's just, there's a fee for that. But if you want the details for that as well, send me an email at strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Uh, today I talked to a guy named Jim, just Jim is what I think he said his name was. <laughs> and, uh, he calls in to talk all about like tease and denial. And that's something that he got into when he was super young and, uh, the stuff that he did by himself solo to tease and deny himself. So he, and, and like he got into chastity belts, like it bleeds into all that kind of stuff too, is pretty hardcore and interesting because I had never really heard about this like practice, but somebody else had emailed me about it too. And early on, I asked him like, is this something that could actually help people like that have premature like ejaculating issues. Is that the correct grammar? <laughs> and he said, yes. So I feel like, like besides like this episode being interesting because you'll maybe hear about like this whole tease and denial fetish, maybe you would say it is, uh, you'll be hearing about it for the first time. I feel like regular people that don't have this fetish could use some of the things that he talks about in this episode to either help themselves or add to their sex life. Because I have to say, after talking to him and really realizing what he's, what that whole world is about and what he's into, it's like I have, I realized that like I was into that stuff too and have played, like sort of dabbled in it. So we talk a lot about that kind of stuff too. We talk about like how you could use tease and denial to give like great head. He talks all about how it has helped him 
and his sex life and this and you know and also what he does with his wife and how they incorporate tease and denial in their like I said sex life uh, but it, it it actually bleeds into conversation about like you know how other people and regular people can use it in their life to uh, have really intense orgasms and maybe new orgasms. He makes a distinction between having an orgasm and coming and how that's two different things. And I don't know, you got to listen to to hear all about it. But uh, anyway, I'm going to be right back on with, oh, wait, and you're going to hear all about chastity belts. Did I tell you that too? I have to tweet a picture or show you a picture of it because I had never even like seen one of them. It's a whole interesting thing he talks all about. But anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Jim. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous. Uh, hey, Just Jim. Is that your name, Just Jim? I like <laughs> Jim is fine. No, but I like Just Jim. There's something I don't know that I like that better than Jim. Just Jim is is good. Hey, uh, so you're calling in because you have this thing that you've been into your whole life, right? Uh, that you're like, oh, I've never really seen this on your podcast. Maybe you like this subject. And you're right, I haven't had it on. But I have to say, I had another guy email me recently that I haven't taped yet that might have something similar going on, which is interesting. And I have a question about your thing because of something that he said. And none of this makes sense to anyone because I haven't even talked about what your thing is. <laughs> thing. Okay. But tell everybody what you're into Basically, it's it would be tease and denial, and uh, uh, which would translate into uh, not being able to ejaculate when engaged in some type of sexual or masturbatory behavior. Right, and how that maybe leads to more pleasure for you, right? Is that what it's it, about? It does, it, and, and I guess the best way I can describe that uh-huh. is most of us have all taken a trip at some time in our life. And sometimes the excitement of the trip, you know, we're thinking about the trip and then all of a sudden we get to where we're going and we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so it's the it's the journey, not the destination. And that's the best way I can describe it. Right. So the destination is good, but the journey is phenomenal. Yeah. And I think that, you know, listen, wouldn't everybody because the journey is with when it comes to sex, right? All the foreplay and the, the, the build up is so great. Wouldn't you want to prolong it? Right. Because yeah, once absolutely. you come, it's over, right? Like you say, once you get to that destination, it's done. So, like, I, I do believe in prolonging that journey. I think it's a, it's a no-brainer. But let me ask you this, only because this is something that somebody brought up in another email, but what he wound up doing what you do because he was a premature ejaculator. And this actually, that kind of a scenario actually helped him to learn how to Hold it. Now, is that how it came up for you? And if not, is this something that people that have that sort of issue could use could use to help them? Do you know what I mean? Well, first of all, no, I was not a premature ejaculator. Right. That's not where I started doing it. But everything I've read about premature ejaculation, one of the one of the 
ways to eliminate it or at least control it is to delay the orgasmic or the ejaculatory response in men. So so what you're yeah, going to be think, talking about could actually also help those people too, right? So it's not just to get yourself off in a new way if you haven't tried this before. It could actually help you if you're a premature ejaculator. Absolutely. And, and uh, I, I think that uh, uh, so many men, especially when they're masturbating, and even women too, yeah. you go behind closed door and you have to do it really quickly because you don't want to get discovered. So that kind of almost triggers this, this um, you know, premature ejaculation. And oh, women sometimes don't get... They don't get to come because yeah. they're they're so busy trying to get off really quickly that their bodies just don't respond that way, but they don't want to get discovered. So, uh, you know, I think it, it not only helps men, but it can help women, too. And it can help the women that are with the men kind of like understand that that the end result isn't always the at least for some of us is not right. always the, the thing that I'm we're shooting for. If that makes any sense whatsoever. I don't know if it does. Yeah, but let me ask you this just, Jim. So if you were in a premature ejaculator, right? Like when, why did you get into this? And did you stumble across it by accident? Was it something that you would do to yourself while you were home jerking off? Like when did it start and how early did you figure it out? Well, it started probably when I first started masturbating. And, how old uh, were you? Do you remember? So, somewhere between 10 and 12, okay. I would guess. Mm-hmm. I might have been younger, but I, yeah. I don't. And then there was masturbation, and then there was masturbation when I finally found out that I could ejaculate, you know, so (laughs) uh, because until you hit that special time in your life, you're getting erect, and it's pleasurable, but you're not ejaculating. But what I learned at a very young age, and I didn't understand it at the time, was the orgasmic response is totally different than ejaculation, because I, I would remember shuddering and, you know, shaking and but nothing was coming out. And I kept thinking, well, these guys, my friends keep telling me this white stuff's supposed to come out. When the hell is this going to happen? You know? But wait, and so you would have an did. orgasm without any ejaculation? Oh, yeah. And, and to this day, I can have multiple orgasms without ejaculating. And, is that normal with guys? I mean, I'm not a guy, so I just don't know. Is that like a normal thing? It would, be if they, it would be if they practiced at it. But most guys... Most of the time, ejaculation and orgasm occur at almost the exact same time. So it becomes confusing, and people think that the ejaculation is the orgasm. But if you really look into the research into it, mm-hmm. it really isn't. There, there's, it's a separate response. And usually the orgasm occurs just maybe a millisecond before the ejaculation. But you can learn to have orgasms without ejaculating, and they're very satisfying. Uh, and you can stay erect the whole time, and you know it's yeah. it's phenomenal. It and really what I'm is. thinking about is like the birth control aspect of that. I mean, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? If guys could just fucking control it, there'd be a lot more unwanted pregnancies. No, I mean, there's that's another added bonus to it. So you're well, like 10 well, or 12, right? And you're doing this, and but how does it come about? Like you said, it started when you first. Yeah. So I would start masturbating and then, you know, I would be hiding in my room or, you know, in a tree fort or, you know, someplace where I had some privacy and the pleasurable sensation of playing with myself was so great. I didn't want it to end. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, you know, once, once I started ejaculating, I knew that, uh, okay, well, this is the end. Now nothing else is going to happen for several minutes to several hours or maybe even a day, depending on how often I had done it. You mm-hmm. know. 
So uh, delaying the the ejaculation became the goal because the you know it was so physically pleasurable just to bring myself closer and closer and closer, and uh, so that that's basically how it started. And then I would be watching something on TV like I remember Bewitched because I had a crush on Elizabeth Montgomery because she was so damn hot. Yeah. And I would start making rules up like, okay, if Elizabeth sits on the couch and she crosses her left leg over her right leg, I'll finish. But if she doesn't, I have to keep playing with it until she does. And then if it happened to, if she, let's say she did put her left leg yeah. over her right leg, I'd say, well, that happened too quick. So I would make up some other rule because there's guys, we can change the rules as we play the game, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Just, it's but you're like mind, right, and you're mind fucking yourself, right? This is all going on in your own head while you're jerking off. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yes. And it was also there was a visual stimulation there because I got to look at her legs and and she would have to always be in either a skirt or a dress. It couldn't be in pants. If she was in pants, that was a no go. You know, so I right. had to see some some of the leg and or you know she'd have to bend over and maybe I'd see that she was wearing a bra or, you know, some silly thing. I really like a nightgown or whatever rule I put on it that day. That's what it had to happen. Uh-huh. And then every once in a while I'd watch a rerun and I'd know what would happen. So I'd have to change the rule. For oh my God. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So. This is going on when you're like 10 or 12. You got some yeah, mind there. It, it, it continued on until I started dating. And then, you know, during a lot of heavy petting, I mean, my hands were all over hers. Her hands were all over mine, but there's, you know, I'm getting turned on. But there's no, you know, I'm not fucking her because we're in the car or we're in front of her house and her dad might come out or something. So there's this there's this real hot uh, erotic uh, making out going on with no, I no guess, sex. No, Penetration. no sex, no, right. no big reward at the end. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to call it a reward, I don't. But right. some people like to call it that. So, you know, and uh then I found out girls like playing with a guy's dick and not having to get them off all the time. So that that, that was something I never really quite understood either. You know? But how did you figure that out? Well, <laughs> actually, I didn't figure that out until I was married for the first time. And I remember my wife was in there playing with my bulls one night. And, of course, I'm thinking, okay, she wants to have sex. Yeah. And then we got into this. Well, it's not what I wanted. I just wanted to touch you and play with you and have a good time. And, and, and at that time with a girl, I was still kind of like, well, you can't do that. You can't, you know, that's not fair. But I didn't really think that. I guess I was just like, it was supposed to be a response that I was supposed to have. Yeah. But, you know, and I'm saying, wait a second. She, then I met another, when I got divorced from her, I met another girl that she would flat out tell me, I just want to play with you. It doesn't mean I want to have sex, but I want to feel you get hard and everything. Else. Oh, really? And that was very pleasurable. I enjoyed it. And towards the end of my first marriage, we got into a little bit of the tease and denial. So with her. Um, and what about with girlfriends with before you got married? Uh, a lot of oh, once I was on a date with a girl and she was playing with me and I was really getting hard. I remember having on a pair of uh, really tight jeans because we guys wore tight jeans back then. <laughs> and. I started to pull over and she said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm going to pull over and let you take it out. She said, oh, no, you have to wait. And it's the first time a girl ever to- actually used those words, you have to wait. Yeah. And it, it, what a turn on it was. Right. You know? mm-hmm. And then she, I think I waited probably, that was probably at 8 o'clock at night, and I probably waited until 3 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, it was. Uh, oh, that was constant. like the perfect girl for you. 
Um, did oh, you yeah, marry I her? Would. Is that the one you married? I, I would have, but uh, she moved. She moved away. Uh, right. So that was exactly what you were into, and I do think that, like, listen, that's not something that if you bring it to the table with a woman, right, that you're with, that she's gonna like freak out or whatever. It's like, why wouldn't she be into that? Especially because sometimes a lot of guys are like, I've been with men that are super selfish, and like once they come, it's like a done deal. They don't do, want to do anything more to you, and if you haven't had an orgasm yet, like it's a done. You know, they're just not into it. Like the minute they have that orgasm, so to prolong it on the guy side only helps the woman and then there's no rush for her right to come really fast because she knows that the guy is going to blow his load that that's the way i feel one of the first people i started dating uh wasn't the first but it was you know soon after i got divorced yeah um i was with this this really sexy girl we worked together uh Mm -hmm. which kind of posed a problem but at least we worked in different sections and I was a supervisor there, so but I wasn't. She didn't work for me, so I, I was a little bit reluctant to ask her out because of the whole sexual harassment thing. Yeah, but even but back I then, finally, yeah, but yeah. I finally did. And uh, remember the first night we had sex, I, I kind of wiggled her pants off, and she said, "Oh no, no, you don't have to do anything," because I had to go to work. I was working a uh, very late shift, and I said, "Look, you don't have to do anything." For me. And I went down on her and. and got her off. I remember her, she was telling me that her previous guy that she would would kiss her pussy a couple of times, then fuck her and then leave, you know, and she would always be left on the edge, you know? Yeah. So I, I used to love to just spend time, especially giving her oral and not getting anything in return from her at all. And then I, as our relationship eventually progressed, I found out she really liked to just play with me, keep me hard all night. And then we'd go to sleep and I wouldn't come. And I'd get to go to sleep with a heart on, wake up with one. What a great feeling, you know? And you like that. You liked not having the finish. Then. Absolutely. Yes. And and, it, and the funny thing is, sometimes I might even shudder and have an orgasm, but there was no ejaculation. And until that actual final, I guess, I'm going to use the word pop happens. Yeah. Then, then you can stay hard all night. After that happens, then you've got to go into the refractory period. And, and let uh, me ask you this, because there's a definite physical thing that happens right after a guy comes, quote unquote. And now normal people, and including me, think like coming means that the guy had an orgasm and he ejaculated, right? Because you say right. that that happens at the same time. And right yes. after that happens, typically a guy just like they and I think it's like been it's like scientific fact that they want to go like retreat in their cave. Right. Like they just everything is over. It's like as if they were drunk and they became sober immediately. Right. Now, if right. you don't it like does that since you have been able to have these two things happen separately. Right. Most people have them happen all the time at the same time. Right. Because it's like a millisecond, like you said. But since you've had them happen separately. When does that sobering experience happen? Does it happen after the ejaculation or after the orgasm? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast.com at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. 
3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Surprisingly enough, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, It can happen after the orgasm, but I don't. There's not a disconnect with me, me and the girl. Like I think a lot of times, you're. I think what you're you're getting at is when a guy comes, there's a disconnect. He just wants to roll over. I might roll over and go to sleep, but we're we're snuggling and cuddling as we do it, and then I I wake up and she's already been taken care of, so she's satiated. I'm feeling totally satiated. Because of the closeness and the, and the touch and the intimacy that was going on, I don't feel a bit frustrated at all. But do you and, feel uh, it after you ejaculate is what I'm saying. Is there a difference between those two things of how, what is going on with you as a man afterwards? Well, I don't disconnect from her. Either way. I think I'm a little bit more sensitive. But yeah. once I've had my orgasm, it's almost like a let. I mean, when I say orgasm, I'm really referring to ejaculation. It's almost a letdown for me because now I know that I'm not going to have that feeling of being turned on for quite some time. It might be, you know, especially as I'm getting older, that refractory period becomes longer and longer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, where when I was 19, I might have to wait an hour. Today, I might have to wait a day and a half, you know. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. An older guy is good for maybe one time, you know. Yeah. 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 And, you know, as as uh, as I get older, you know, instead of instead of being able to fuck her twice, I'm I'm lucky to finish one time now, you know, so I take what I can get when I can get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, You're married now? I am, yes. Now, you said you had your first marriage. Have have you been married twice? I've been married twice, this time for about 20, over 25 years. Now, does your wife, did you bring this into your guys' sex life? Like, does she know about this and do you guys implement this? Or does she not even know and you just do it? Like, or do you have conversations about it? Last night she had me hard for well over an hour, and I was leaking like a leaking faucet when we went to bed last night. And uh, no ejaculation. No ejaculation, just a lot of pre cum. I mean, literally coming through my my underwear. But orgasms, because it's different. No, there for was you. no orgasm last night. It was okay. just like just it a was, journey. It was, it was, it, was, it was a journey. It was very close, and we'll do that just about every night. I mean, really? Oh yeah, um, she'll keep me hard. You know. Uh, she'll keep me hard for a, an hour, sometimes two hours, just about every night. She loves playing with my balls and my dick, and uh, I never know how she's going to play with it. And sometimes she'll bring me off, but most of the time I never know if she is or if she isn't. I mean, most of the, I can set some nights that there ain't going to be any any ejaculation tonight, and some nights I know that's just what she wants to do. She wants to get me to, to ejaculate. Now, is she coming in this experience or is she just playing with you and getting you to the edge? And that- she, I, I, She's just playing with me. And uh, the days that, that we actually engage in full-blown sex, uh, she's always the one that comes first. And a lot of times I won't come, you know, I won't, uh, even if I fuck her, I, I don't uh, ejaculate. And sometimes she'll say, you know, you're not coming today, just me. It's okay. That's fine. But yeah. that's hot for Maybe you, I, right? I, oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do. Yeah, that's very hot. Right. As far as like someone making you wait, like that that girl that said, oh, no, you're not going to, you're not allowed. Not now. Right? Right. Yeah. 
So when she's playing with me, it's kind of almost like she's she's using her hand as like if you had a little stress ball in your hand and you just yeah. kept squeezing, you know. So it's very soothing for her, even though it, it's there might not be a sensual or sexual pleasure that she's getting out of it. She's she seems to like it. I mean, she doesn't ever. She'll say, "Bring them over here." You know, right. she, she always wants to touch them. So. Uh, and if she doesn't feel like it, she doesn't. So, I mean, it, it, there's no pressure on her one way or another. Yeah, but there, and there, exactly. And there's no pressure if she's doing it either, because it's not like right. she has to come. It's not right. It's if she doesn't want to say she's not in the mood. But what a great thing to have in your marriage, because I think sometimes after like 20 years or even when women get older, maybe they're not as interested sometimes. Right. Into in sex. But if like your guy could just just love the quote unquote journey and all you had to do was like play with his balls and keep him hard right and there you know there wasn't that big end goal in sight or and it wasn't sort of expected or needed there's a lot of the pressure is is not there for the woman as well right and that's like really great oh she she loves it i mean and i think one of the reasons why she plays with me every night is because she doesn't have to she doesn't have to finish anything Right. She can just play and enjoy what she's doing. And it's like, okay, yeah, if you walked in on us, you'd think we were having sex. Well, it is sex. You know, yeah. it's just not intercourse. It, you know, there's all kinds of different, what the definition is, is you know. Oh, yeah. So, and like, I think when you get older and after you've done, been there, done everything. Like, I've dry humped as recent as, like, a couple of years ago, right? And people would be like, fucking, what are you, 13? Like, why are you dry humping? It's like, because you typically don't. Do, sometimes those kinds of things are, like, hotter, right? Because you've been there, done that with everything else. Like, why not do these other things? It could be a big turn on, right? Because, oh, and it so. could really drag things out. I could, and I believe in that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, to go back to that, you know, thing that isn't like you say full on sex is can be really hot just because you don't do it that much everyone like you could fuck you fucked a million times we'll dry hump to this day i mean you know it's it's it i think it's extraordinarily erotic especially if you're like in a semi-public place or something she's got her leg wrapped around me and she's rubbing her pussy up against me or i'm you know rubbing my dick up against her when when i'm hugging her or something Especially if somebody's like standing close by and they have no idea what you're doing, but they, they kind of suspect you're doing something, but yeah. they're really not sure. That's, that's just hot as hell. It really is. And, um, you know, she's got a pair of panties on and I've got some underwear on it. I have a heart on. I have no problem trying to, you know, hump her pussy. I mean, it, that's just. That's just really a lot of fun for both of us. You know? What about chastity belts? I know you mentioned that you got into those. Like, how did those come up? Did that happen when you were way younger? Is it something you started to do by yourself? Or can you do that by yourself? I don't even know anything about well, that. Well, <laughs> that happened because when we were going to get married. You um, and the, the second wife, right? Right. We had been together for a year. and we were, Actually, we got married a year after we had our first date. And so we were, we were fucking, you know, three, four, five times a, a a week, sometimes three or four or five times a night. We were right. Rabbits, right. You know? mm-hmm. And we weren't, you know, we weren't, we had both been married for several years before that. So, I mean, it wasn't like we were in our twenties, you know? Yeah. So anyways, you know, we wanted to have a really sexual, sexy night on our, uh, our wedding. And she said, you know, let's not have sex for a month. I said, okay, you know, we'll, we'll kiss, we'll make out, we'll fondle each other, but we just won't have intercourse. Oh, you're going to take it to the edge, but you can't do anything else. 
right. you had and a so, line drawn. That's kind of hot. About that time, you know, the internet was starting to come out and I just happened to see something about chastity devices on it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this would be cool if we could, you know, if I could get one, I could wear it up till the time we, you know, get married. But I couldn't find any place to get one. They weren't selling them like they do today, you know. So um, I tried to have one made at a, a leather shop in town, and it, it turned out to be a disaster. But yeah, eventually, <laughs> seriously, uh, yeah. Oh my god. Well, it was like you know, it was a BDSM place, you know. So yeah. they, they, they were quite okay with it. Yeah. So I went down to Lowe's and got a you know a, a piece of PVC pipe, and we tried to it just it was terrible. So in in any event. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah, when the, there was a guy in, in Hawaii that used to sell chastity devices. So I ordered one and he sent it. And uh, so I put it on. It wasn't, wasn't particularly the greatest one in the world, but uh, I wore it. Not th- Now, this was after we got married. Uh, just just for the erotic pleasure of it. And, and for some reason, being in a chastity device, she was and I was. Yeah. Uh, I found... Instead of like being frustrated, I was fucking turned on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, I would think that's the point of them, right? Nobody's really doing them to torture them. Like they're doing it for the pleasure, right? There's something in that. It is, you Mm -hmm. know. And then uh, just the other day, I was at the drugstore and I was standing behind a lady that was in front of me. I was getting my prescription filled. And she turned around and she had on a necklace and she had a little key on that necklace. Now, I didn't walk up and say, excuse me, is that the key to your husband's chastity belt? But that's sure what it looked like from all the pictures that I've seen. So, you know, and you got to start wondering, you know, who's standing next to you that has one on, you know? Well, explain to me, because I just Googled them, because I have never seen one before, okay? And people should Google uh it just so they know what you're talking about. But, like, if they're not, if they're listening in their car, explain it. Because I see ones on here. They do have keys, right? So, like, you put it on. How long do you wear it? Did you have the thing that goes into your ass? Some things have, like, little, like, butt plugs, it looks like, right? No. But they do have those, right? You can put a little butt plug in. Right? Yes, you can. So they have, they, what they does have it folds. do? How does it keep your dick down? Well, there's a, uh, most of the ones are what they call devices. So yeah. your, your okay. penis goes into what looks like a sheath. Yeah. And there's a ring that goes around the scrotum. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty tight. And uh, and then the lock goes, through, there's like a little, uh, uh, where the where the ring goes around, you can, there's usually... It's a one piece, but it's it's got like kind of a springy feel to it. So you put the lock through. Uh, there's like a little keyhole that you or a little hole that you put the lock through. And a lot of them they'll slip off, you know, unless the guy's got got it on really tight on his balls. Balls will flip out, or you know, the penis will slip out. So they're not 100% secure. And then there's some manufacturers that. Uh, there was a product called Tolly Boy that came from England, and then there's one. I think there's a it's a steel. I mean, this is a full on steel belt where there's it's almost like a jock strap. Yeah, I and see then, it. This one's like two hundred and eighty yeah. bucks, and it's like a stainless steel I, chastity belt cage. Yeah, I think that's two hundred and eighty euros actually, which right. is a whole lot more. Yeah, yeah. And that that was from Germany. I, I, I'm not going to go be something ridiculous like that but i guess the most popular ones today are this they call them the cb6000s they're little plastic devices uh-huh they don't work they don't work real well and it's kind of um uh, it's kind of frustrating to have one on because it, it 
you could cheat with them. So, but uh, in any event, uh, I guess the most effective ones, a lot of guys get these uh, Prince Albert piercings mm-hmm. and then they have their penis pierced and then they'll put the chastity device on with the, with the piercing and then their dicks can't come out. Oh, but, and uh, now how long would you wear one of these? I see the one you're talking about, the CB6000, right? I, I had, yeah, I wore, wore something very similar to that once for, for 14 days. And, and now you could pee out of that, right? Absolutely. I could pee out of it. And I had to sit down to pee. And my wife just thought that was funny as hell. Because I'd have to go in the men's room, you know, and yeah. sit down to pee. Because if you try to stand up and pee, you're going to pee all over yourself. But let me ask you this. Is it like sanitary? Like, Because like, what if pee gets stuck in there? Like, I mean, or does like water when you're taking a shower go through that? So like you're yeah, keeping water, yourself clean? You got to clean it out with, with, uh, with water. And uh, you can go in the shower and if you, especially if you have one of those removable nozzles, you can squirt water up in there and, and get it cleaned out. But, right. Uh, yeah, that does become an issue. You know, the sanitation, you know, the, the, uh, right. But you did it for 14 days and you didn't get any infections or anything. No, but I got a little chafe from it and then it became very uncomfortable. I've heard, I've seen things on the internet where people say they've worn them for a year, but I, I kind of, Really, I think that's a lot of fantasy nonsense. But right, right, right. Fourteen uh, days, maybe, and you were chafed. <laughs> yeah, and I was getting, you know, okay. And then she was getting frustrated because she wants to play with my dick. Well, it's locked up in a piece of of plastic, and she couldn't play with it. And that's what she liked to do. So, you know, and and they're difficult to to get, especially if you have an erection, you can't get into one. So. And then you try to put it on and she's trying to help and then you wind up getting a hard on. So, you know, and what it, happens when you get a hard on? Because they look like they're made for like a, a flaccid penis size, right? None of them are big they, enough for they, a rock hard dick. So what happens if you start to get turned on? Well, if you if you're sleeping at night and you start to get an erection, it will wake you up because of the pressure. Some guys say it hurts. It doesn't hurt. It's just. It's like if you took your hand and wrapped it around a guy's dick and just squeezed. Right, you know, right, right. It's right. not going to hurt him. He's going to feel the pressure. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. But but guys are a bunch of, uh, you know, What's pardon this? me for saying this, they're a bunch of sissy-ass pansies, and they say, oh, it hurts, it hurts. It doesn't hurt. Right, you know, right. Just, mm-hmm. it, Do you just feel pressure. You just feel pressure, so, you know. I but, would think anyone know. that's trying to wear one of these or that's into it is is going to be into that kind of feeling, right? Because that's what it's all about. It's all about the tease. It's all about like having the pressure of not being able to do something, right? So I would think that at those points, maybe there's a turn on to that, no? There is, yeah. As a matter of fact, I had one on and uh, my son was going to a university oh uh, on the other side of the state. Yeah. And I had to go, he was, he was in a school performance. I'll just say that. Yeah. And so I went over to watch the school performance and, uh, he had a really sexy girlfriend. Well, I had one on that's when I was in the 14 day thing. Yeah. So she and I are sitting in, in the, uh, audience watching, you know, my son in this performance and she's, she's just like fucking smoking hot and, a whole lot younger than me, but you know, yeah. I'm a guy, right? And I'm yeah. sitting there, and of course, she has no idea I've got this chastity device on. And if I wanted to do anything, I couldn't. So, you know, I still have a mouth and a tongue, but yeah, the, the, what was really erotic was sitting next to this girl being contained like that and knowing that there's not a damn thing I can do about it, you know? Right. So it was kind of exciting for me, and it was kind of exciting for my wife because she knew when I was on the trip and she wasn't with me on, on, 
that particular trip because she had to work the next day. I didn't. So. And what um, was exciting to her about it? Did you tell her, are you guys open enough that you would say to her, oh my God, like oh, our son's girlfriend is so fucking hot and whatever. Like, oh, did yeah, you explain yeah, the whole scenario to her? Yeah, we're very open. Let's put it that way. Do you have an open relationship? Yes, we do. Oh, you do? When did that do. come into play in your relationship? About 10 years after we got married. That's the that's the time, right? That's I've always said it. I saw it. I, yeah. I say this a billion times on my show that I saw a documentary once. It said double digits years or like when you should, you know, when it's sort of safe or like, you know, you could be, I think the odds of being more successful at open relationship come after that, right? Because you have a solid foundation of that yeah. relationship. But you guys were very open from day one, right? Because you were doing all that, like you were open about your chastity stuff that you were into. Like you guys were very communicate communicative when it came to like what you guys were into sexually right so it was maybe a natural progression to get to the point 10 years later that you would open up your relationship yeah now we had discussed that from almost day one it just took you know it took her some convincing that i was really going to be okay with it so that you uh, were going to be okay with it interesting i was yes seeing her fuck other guys yes Mm -hmm. because most most guys don't want their women any place near another guy, and uh, you know I really enjoy watching her with another guy or going off by herself with a guy. I don't even have to be there, right? And just and, hearing uh, about it, I've heard that a million times on my show. And yeah. the most interesting thing about that, because I and I think I've said this before, but I mean, when I first had the first couple guests come on that told me about them, you know, these guys that were talking about how turned on they were to see their girls fuck another guy. All I went to all my guy friends and they were all like, oh my God, like I would never, like that would be so horrifying, you know, and I, I, but then over time I started to have people come on my show who had that same feeling. They were the type of guy that said, oh, it would, I could never, it would, you know, but one thing led to another and they be, they were in that situation and it happened and it, it turned out that they were like really fucking into it, you know? And so it's well, like it's you you just don't know, right? It is. It's hot. As a matter of fact, if she she's got two guys that she sees on a you know kind of a regular basis, not not that often, maybe four, five, six times a year. And uh, so if she knows that she's going to see one of these guys, one guy I've never met, the other guy I have, then uh, I don't get any pussy at all until sometimes well after she's had the guy. So it's, that's kind of really hot because I'll get teased and played with every night. She'll say, you know, you can't have this pussy. It's, it's, it's unreserved right now. Oh yeah. That's that's, your thing. That's really hot. So it's, uh, I wonder if there is there a fetish like what would that, what would the name be? Right. Cause it seems like it's kind of like a fetish of yours, right? That, is there a name Hot for wifing, it? cuckolding, I don't know. You no, I know it it's more for because that's that's another aspect to it. But you also it's the it's the holding back for you. That that's a fetish, I feel like. Even when there's not another guy involved, you like that. You've been into that since day one, right? Somebody sort of denying you and not letting you come for a while, right? Oh yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's it's uh it, there's a there's a, a, a control aspect of it yeah for sure dynamic you know to to a little submissive of you yeah to allow you to sit there and and control whether i i have an ejaculation whether i come whether my dick even gets played with is totally up to the other person you know yeah and sometimes you don't know if you're going to come you know you know one of the hottest things is say i'm going to get you off tonight no i changed my mind (laughs) 
you know <laughs> you like that yeah, most so, guys that would be like the most frustrating thing the last thing they'd ever want to hear <laughs> that's because they've never tried it and they you right. know they're, they're too they're too busy trying to get to the destination they haven't taken any time to enjoy the scenery on the way there you know? so let's teach so, people how to enjoy the scenery can you do that? Like explain to guys maybe so that, you know, for people that have never tried this, because what I used to do, like as a female, I loved to make to well, like say I was blowing a guy, right? I would love to drive him fucking crazy. And how I would do that is once I knew he was about to come, I would totally stop. Right. And then yeah. I would start again and slow. So it would make it last for a really long time. And by the time it came, it was like that was like the hottest thing ever, you know. And so you could do that. Right. So I think as a woman, right, you you could do that with a guy. And even if a guy has never had that done before, especially if they've never had it done before, it will be like the hottest thing for them. Right. And that's like a good way, I think, for couples to start. Right. If it's two people. But like you could explain it all, explain how people could try to start if they're just jerking off, right? As well as maybe how people could do it as a couple. Yeah. You know, if, if somebody wants to try, and it's really great to try, one of the greatest things to use is like a timer. So, okay. Set oh, the interesting. Timer, uh-huh. Set the time. And I'll do that sometimes too. I'll set the timer for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it's, you know, beat the buzzer. Well, if the buzzer goes off, you got to stop. Right. You know, and here you are, you got this heart on, it's throbbing like hell. You want to, you want to ejaculate, you want to feel that organ, you know, but you can't, now you got to stop. And so set the timer again say, okay, I'll start another 20 minutes. So you just keep doing that until eventually it doesn't matter what you set that timer for. You're going to come in 10 seconds anyway, you know? So eventually the feelings are just going to overwhelm you and nobody can control themselves that long and no nobody could could control the other person for that long i mean some nights she has no intention of getting me off but this might be three weeks and the last time since i ejaculated and she says oh he had a mind of his own he just came you know right you couldn't you couldn't have it but do you think people should work up like should say a guy's trying this at home right let's talk about first the the guy at home you know figuring this out is he gonna set the timer for a short amount of time at first right and then build up and that you could right yeah absolutely and uh you know i wouldn't try to go you know two hours the first time you'll drive yourself nuts <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. what's a realistic goal the first time you're kind of breaking up yeah, right like, now like no, five you're breaking minutes. up what's the realistic goal for the first time like like five minutes right mm-hmm. you so know, what do they because... do when they're about to come they stop you should, yes, you know, and then there's there's like exercises that the guys can do. It's like let's say he's you're with a guy and he's fucking you. He does eight eight thrusts and then stops, and then he counts silently to eight. Then he does another eight thrusts, you know. Mm-hmm. And he tries to work himself up to where he gets up to maybe eight hundred. Well, most guys aren't going to last that long. What's the longest a guy ever fucked you? Maybe like five minutes before right. he came. Right, you right, know? right, right. Mm-hmm. Most guys. You know, they can have an hour of foreplay, but as soon as they put their dick in the pussy and it feels wet and everything else, it's like it just has come to me. You know? yeah, yeah. And then the guy comes and then you're like, is you done? Really? Come on. I'm just getting started. Right. Yeah. So it becomes unfair to the girl. And I think that girls, if they if they could, your idea of, you know, giving a guy a blowjob and then just trying to delay it for as long as possible. Yeah. When he comes, he's really going to. He's going to probably scream because most guys, when they come, they just they they don't even realize that they just had an ejaculation. They probably didn't even have an orgasm. The ejaculation might feel 
physically pleasurable, but you know, where was that intense muscle spasm release, you know, Mm -hmm. just so, um, you know, from a girl's perspective, I don't know. All I know is that the girls that I've been with seem to like me not coming real quickly. And, of uh, course. And I think, listen, as a woman, I don't know, I would think, you know, I'm a girl, right? I, when I was with a guy, oh, you always want to be like a great lay, right? Like, you, I don't know. I had that ego part of me that I was like, <laughs> I want this guy, I want to drive this guy crazy. So he thinks I'm like hot as shit, right? I don't know, right? Yeah. You would think that a woman, now I get if you're with a guy for like 20 years or 10 years, you lose that, right? But, you know, there is, like, there is power in that and I, I have to say that if you haven't tried this as a woman do that to a guy whether you're giving him a hand job or a blow job right and like it, it'll feel great for you because you're turning this guy on in a way that maybe they've never been turned on before right sure you know if if, if you remember the book and, and they've had several revisions it came out in the 70s it was the joy of sex yeah that was like a and, very famous book yeah and there was a even back in the seventies, there was a section in there called slow masturbation mm-hmm. and they had a guy, they, they, they would tie his ankles, they tie his hands behind his back and the girl, and then they go into elaborate detail how the girl's supposed to masturbate him very slowly. And it's supposed to last as long as possible until he just can't take it anymore. And, uh, so we, I tried that back in the seventies. That was hot as hell. That was the first time I'd ever done restraint. And the orgasm I had, I almost had muscle cramps because I was trying, you know, trying to break through the restraints because I was having such a powerful orgasm. It's uh, it's really hot. If you watch a lot of these porn movies, when the guy comes, he he hardly says anything. I mean, you know, it's like he just oh, he right. pops, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's it's so. That's why I don't watch porn. It's it's, it's boring and it's stupid. You know. Right. Uh, because it doesn't look like anybody's really having a good time where you have these mind blowing orgasms. And if you ever learn, if a guy learns to have an orgasm without ejaculating, he'll want to have them all the time. So how does the guy do it at home masturbating? Like, how did you learn that? Is it like you said, like try to do the timer, right? Like what else can a guy do by Uh, himself? By himself. I mean, he can, he can say, okay, I'm going to, Excuse me. He can say, I'm going to stroke my dick once every second for three minutes. Right. And just do it really, really slowly. Mm-hmm. And, just, and, and if he feels like he's getting ready to, to come, he just stops. And maybe he counts to another two minutes or something and then starts over again. So it's a start and stop type of thing. You know, sometimes my wife has to stop because she can really sense that I'm really close to coming. So she'll... Instead of playing with the head of my dick, she might just start playing with my balls a little bit, or she just might put her hand on my thigh, or she might just say, that's all you're getting tonight. You know. Right, now that to- guy that's masturbating at home, should he also try after a while to like go to sleep with a heart on and not finish? Absolutely, yeah. Because let's say, you know, especially if a guy's by himself, and he, yeah. it's, it's late at night, he gets into bed, he starts masturbating, you know, if he just pulls the covers over and says, I'm going to try to go to sleep now. Or if he puts on a pair of underwear or puts whatever guy, I sleep naked most of the time, unless I think I'm really close to coming. Then I might put on a pair of underwear because I won't get it all over the sheets, you know? Yeah. But, and, uh, uh, he can just use something that 
it's almost like a mental chastity device, like, you know, a pair of pants or, you know, a, a pair of underwear, something. That right. That's going to block it. Right. So that it's that not like block it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or even slide a condom on, you know, and if he winds up coming, well, he's came in the condom, you know, so, mm-hmm. but there's all kinds of ways to do that. And a lot of times if I can't sleep at night, I might start to masturbate myself really close and get myself close and then just try to drift off to sleep. And it, nine out of 10 times it works. You know, Really? You find that you could drift off to sleep better with a hard on than without? Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, I went to sleep with one pressed right up against her last night. I was probably asleep in 30 seconds. And then I woke up with one this morning. So, you know, that was great. Apparently it must've gone down during the night. Cause I probably didn't sleep for seven hours with an erection, but you right. know, it feels like you, God, I went to bed with one and I woke up with one. That's really great. You know? Right. So it, and, and it's fun for her too, because she, you know, she, she gets to decide when you get to come, when you don't get to come. So it's, it's powerful for her and it lets you, it lets the guy just say, okay, I don't have to do a thing. Just I'll lay back, and if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, well, it might happen tomorrow or next week or two hundred days from now. Who knows? You know. So, it, it just becomes a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think that you know, for guys like we we talked about in the beginning two of the podcast that like if a guy has a problem coming too fast, right? Because they've wired themselves that way, right? Like maybe like when they were jerking off when they were younger, like you said, it has to happen really quick, right? So you just do it really fast. And then after over a while, if you're doing that all the time, you become maybe somebody who just comes so very quickly, right? So this could also retrain you to maybe last longer. It it will. And if, if, uh, and if the goal is to last longer during intercourse, you know, because I, I think there's a different, there's a different sensation if you were to give me a hand job or if I gave myself one, mm-hmm. uh, because of the way you touch and the way I touch. But if a guy puts his penis in a in a girl's vagina, and he just lays there still for say, twenty minutes, and doesn't move, it's going to feel good. He'll stay hard, but he hasn't come yet. Oh yeah, remind yeah. me to tell you about the halfway end game. Uh huh. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, if he if he just tries to slow himself down, most guys just want to get in your pussy, pound away like they're a jackhammer, come roll over and go to sleep. And I'm going to tell OK, this sister. is a, I'm going to tell you about the halfway in game and all my I had this weirdo fucking guy that I dated. We call, <laughs> we call him halfway in guy. He had we were like best friends for like 10, he's in my book. It's like a really funny story. But this is like a true story. We had uh, we started dating and we were friends before that for like 10 years. And so once we started dating, he had like really major commitment issues. And so he had this thing like when we were about to have sex, he'd be like, oh, I can't put it in like because that would mean that it's like really serious now. Like he wanted to like prolong the serious of our re- <clears throat> seriousness of our relationship. And he felt like once we had sex, it would be like so official. Like, I don't know. He was like a fucking psycho. I was a psycho, too, <laughs> at that time because I was dating him. So we would do what was called the halfway in game. That's what I wound up calling it. And he would like literally we so we'd be making out and it would be so hot because we had so much fucking chemistry, but he wouldn't fuck me. But we got to the point where he would like put his dick inside halfway and we would just make out and he wouldn't let me move and he wouldn't fuck me. And it was like the hottest thing. And people would say to me like, 
why the fuck would you do that? And I'd be like, I have to tell you it was the hottest thing because if I moved the slightest bit after his dick being just sitting inside of me for like 20 minutes and us making out and I want like the slightest move that he made, if he like fucking coughed or I moved a teeny, teeny bit, it felt like so hot because normally when you're fucking, right? Like the reason why you need it harder and faster is because you get used to whatever the sensation is, right? Right. Whereas if you have no sensation, the slightest, lightest bit of movement is like the hottest thing ever so i actually played the halfway in games with guys that didn't have the halfway in problem do you know what i mean like i had a guy that i was with and i'm like let's do the halfway in game and like let me tell you we did the halfway in game and he was like that was the fucking hottest thing ever where you just put the dick inside of you and there's nothing you you don't move at all for as long as you can. You do other things to each other. You touch and play. Like I have to tell you, every guy I did the halfway in game with would understood why I actually lasted with that guy for so long. Do you know what I mean, oh, I mean, yeah. after a while, I was like, okay, this is not gonna happen. We broke up. But the halfway in game is exactly like what you're talking about, right? In a way. Yes. As a matter of fact, there's a, a, a book that. I think it might have even been written in the 60s. I'm not positive about that, but yeah. I read it. I read it either in high school or college. It was called The Herod Experiment. Mm-hmm. And it was about, it's a fix, fictional story, but it was about co-eds coming to live together in the same building, sleeping in the same bed on college campuses. And one of the things they wound up doing was they, they had sex because the guy would put his penis in the girl, but they would just go to sleep. There'd be no, no fucking, you know, you try to do that sometime. It's almost impossible. Yeah. You know, to, to sit there with, with your penis in a vagina, not moving, just go to sleep. Right. And just let it stay in there. It's almost, and it's so fucking erotic. It's not funny. That's what the halfway in game was. I would let them put it in and we would just sit there and talk (laughs) about sex, but they weren't allowed to move. I wasn't allowed. And there's something about that whole scenario that is the hottest thing ever. So I suggest anybody that's listening, try that halfway in game with your partner. I'm telling you, it's like, you can do, you can do it with your hand too. have the guy put his dick in your hand, right? Close your hand and have him fuck your hand. And then just keep opening your hand little by little by little. So there's absolutely no pressure there at all until his dick is just on the palm of your hand. And then try to have him get off that way. He will go nuts because it will take him so long to actually come. Right. So, you know, and and a guy can do that, too. If he just opens his hand and just puts his dick in his hand, doesn't close it and tries to fuck his own hand that way and get off. He'll be amazed how long it takes him to get off. Right. Because there's something about not being allowed to have the sort of 100% feeling that the slightest feeling becomes enough and if so like more intense right in a way I think so and mm-hmm. it's uh you know and I, I I've talked to a few guys about this at some venues that we we've attended and they look at me like a dog staring at a clock you know it's like how can you not come No, I try. Let me tell you something. I fucked a lot of douchebag guys, like the biggest players on the planet and played the halfway (laughs) in game with guys that like would or the types that would be like, no way. What are you talking about? And trust me, they were into it. It was it's really, really, really good. You have to just try it. It's uh, there's something to it. I have to say there is. I, I totally agree with you on that. There's there's 
my wife and I will do that too. I I, I don't know that we called it the half end game, but it's like <laughs> the halfway end game. I did it because we had ha- I you know have nicknames for all my guys, so we would always be like halfway end guy. I'm like everyone just thought he was insane, and he was insane, and people thought I was insane for playing the halfway end game. But I it was like you don't understand. It was like. I was never more turned on in my life. Like you're sitting there like soaking wet with the dick inside of you. He's rock hard. You're like talking about sex, but you're not allowing each other to do anything. The whole scenario was like really, really great. Like, listen, because I was with a guy that it wasn't, we weren't, we weren't just playing around, right? Where I knew that maybe, you know, three weeks later we could actually fuck. Like this guy was never going to fuck me all the way. So it was like, <laughs> I got old after a while. But, you know, when I did it with guys that, you know, we were not, you know, they didn't have commitment issues to actually really fucking me. It was, uh, the journey of that was, it's like the hottest thing. I literally would tell everyone about it and suggest it that there was, it's the same thing like dry humping. It's like if you're with someone that you always fuck, like try not allow, there's something about not allowing yourself to fuck that makes that journey so much better. It makes just dry humping and the littlest, slightest touch be really hot. And I just think some people are too lazy to take the time to go to that place that it takes, right? Because I think that there's more time involved in that kind of sex, right? But if you have yeah. the time and you're, or you're with a partner for that you've been with for a long time, like why not try it? Because it does, it, it's something, if you haven't done it before, you will be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And it, you know, it's like uh, the girl can keep her panties on or if yeah. she can be totally naked and the guy, if he's got on a pair of tight underwear, it doesn't work with, pair of really loose boxer shorts yeah but if he's got some tight underwear especially if it's not real heavy cotton if it's like more the micro mesh Mm -hmm. type of fiber if he tries to get his dick into her pussy without taking his pants off yeah that's fucking hot itself he might get it in you know a millimeter in but it's not going in very far yeah and uh, it's going to come out and it's going to be soaking wet and might even be soaking wet with both their with their fluids you know so yeah Listen, I didn't realize when I saw your email that I've done this shit all my life. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm into it too. I think it could be a turn on for a girl. There's, it's the same shit. uh, There's, there are, and it's funny about this because I think it's great when guys get teased tonight. I think it's horrible when girls get teased tonight because they get that all the time, you know. And and it's not an erotic thing for him. It's just because the guy's a, a doofus and he doesn't know how to but get But if they're off. doing but, it on purpose, like if they're doing it in this kind of scenario, it can be hot. I don't know. I like the is. halfway in game, even with that guy. And I knew he really wasn't going to get me on. I don't know. It was still hot. Yeah. If the girl wants to be denied, that's. Yeah, maybe than, I have than, that in me. Than the obviously. guy just getting up and saying, see you later, you know. So I it's, but I, I think that I, I would like to see more women you know, talk to their guys about, you know, this is something I would like to do because it gives them the power and the control and and it becomes a really hot erotic game for them. And it's something I think they like to do anyways. And more guys that get touched if the girl didn't feel like she, Oh God, we've got to, I've got to let him fuck me or I've got to get him off, you know? Yeah. And I don't even, don't you think though that like girls don't even have to like, I think if you're, 
you can have that conversation, but even just try it without having the conversation. Try prolonging his orgasm, stopping. See if like that sort of turns him on, right? See if he has yes. that in him. Where And I think most guys do, because I used to do that blowjob trick on every fucking guy I blew. And they would always be like, you give the best head, you know, because <laughs> it was always like his orgasm was going to be way better because I made it last longer. I kind of like tortured him, you know, and I was into doing that because as a woman, it made me feel good to see that guy getting like more turned on than he had ever been turned on. Right. So like, I think you don't even have to say anything to the guy. Just do it. If you, whether you're giving a blow job or a hand job, like right when you feel like he's getting close to coming, stop and then go and bring him back down. Right. And then do it again till he gets so close and then stop and like do it as much as you can and then let him get off. And it's funny because I never thought that the, Women really like giving blowjobs. My wife would say, I, I like giving blowjobs. Yeah. No, you don't. You know, I don't believe it. Until I actually watched her give a guy a blowjob one night, <laughs> and I could see how much she really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I said, well, what is it you like about it? She says, I feel so much in control. Yeah, of like, course. You know? Well, listen, I think everybody course, has that in them, right? That feeling and that ego, like you want to be like, like I said, a great lay or like really yeah. good, right? Yeah. And and the, the one guy she sees, he says, oh, my God, you give the best blowjob. She really likes giving him blowjobs, you know. So, yeah. Don't you want to uh, be known as a girl like as like for all the girls? Listening, don't you want like I don't know. I was always egotistical that way. Like I wanted to be like the best blowjob giver. You know what I mean? Like the best at every like that's just me. I'm super competitive. Maybe other people don't have that. <laughs> but like for me, I wanted to be the person I, and guys would always be like, I would see ex-boyfriends of mine like 10 years later. They'd be like, oh, I remember those blow. You gave the best blowjobs, Kathy. And I know that they mean it because I think a lot of girls don't do those other things. And I feel like if girls knew that that's all it takes took like why not and it will be super hot to them too because you're like turning your guy on and I think that's a that's a turn on right and I think there's nothing like I think a reason why a lot of girls are bad at head is because they're not really enjoying it right they're doing it for the guy but if you do it if you add that thing where you're doing it for yourself and you feel like you're in control and you know getting the guy turned on starts to turn you on more and you add this little torture thing to it and then you're like holy shit you give your guy like the best orgasm ever and you realize how good that feels then you give better head because you're more into it right isn't that what good head is I think so and and I think if I had any advice for the girls is don't feel like you're being mean if you don't get him off right away. No, so you're being the only, They love that. It's hard that to get. That was the only issue my, my wife had was she thought, well, she was being mean if she didn't get me off. I said, sweetheart, you're not being mean. You're doing exactly what I like. Now she finally understands it and, and, and she likes it. But at first she thought, oh, I'm being mean to him. I'm being mean to him. No, you're not. Especially if the guy asked for it. Right. And I think, though, that the girls have to start like say you're with a partner and you want to start trying this from the girls aspect. Right. You have to see if like your guys into our work him towards like not getting him off at all. Right. By doing that torture scenario that I'm talking about where eventually he does get to come. Right. But then you could work up to saying like, hey, like maybe you can't come at all. Right. Like maybe you're not going to jump right into that, right? Because that's sort of the extreme. But you could work yourself towards that by doing the sort of delaying his gratification now in the beginning with the things that we're talking about. And for you, like you explained, like guys could do this with themselves, right? If say it's the guy that's jerking off at home that wants to learn how to do this, 
right, to learn how to enjoy the journey more, they would start jerking themselves off and stopping, right, like we're explaining, for longer and longer, and then eventually work up to, like, going to sleep with a hard-on. I don't think that a guy could go from coming like a regular guy to going to sleep with a hard-on right away. I think they got to work up to that, (laughs) right? They're going to definitely have to work up to it, but they shouldn't be... They shouldn't be afraid to try it, and they, you know, yeah, and they really should. If they really want to give the girl something of pleasure, then that, I think that's a good way to do it. Because I think the girls, once you experience it as a girl, you're going to want it all the time. Yeah, it's always it was always weird to me the guys that would like are really selfish in bed and just want to fuck you for one second and they're done and they don't care, you know, because I'm like, they don't have that thing, right, that I had where I wanted to get someone else off like and make them, you know, and be like hot to them, right? Like the, that person that's so selfish doesn't really care what the other person thinks. It's like as a man, don't you want to be the guy that really pleases a woman? You know, I don't understand that mentality of not having that, right? that's what the guy is it's just like fucking and coming and leaving and doesn't give a shit whether the girl gets off that's like weird to me well if you're the girl that wants to give the best blowjob i'm the guy that wants to give the best head to a girl you know i, right. I want to lick her pussy and make her think that she had the best pussy licking that she ever got in her life or will ever get from that day forward because i number one i really enjoy going down on a girl right so it's it, it's a lot of fun for me so and there is that power we're... control thing. Are you bi at all? Like, is that whole, because I just have to ask that because I've been, like, I, the more I talk to people with the whole cuckolding thing and, you know, I, I, I've been wondering, like, is it sort of tied to being bisexual, right? Because you are seeing your, you know, you like to see that dick inside the pussy as well. Like, so is there a bi aspect to it, you know? There could be. I mean, I, I, not, not since I've, you know, was probably 12 years old. Have I ever, you know, played with a, with a, another guy? I mean, as, as you know, young kids, you're always taking your pants off and I'll show you my dick and you show me yours and, you know, comparing <laughs> yeah, exactly. size and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you now if I was with my wife and she said she wanted to see me with a guy, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that, you know, but you I, never I would, have in the whole time you guys been together and n- open. Never have. Right. Um, you know, I've had, had, been in real close proximity to the enemy, but you know, cross swords. Uh, yeah, we've we've crossed swords in the past, accidentally, and it's but nothing that's ever been done deliberately. It, I'm not afraid to be near another erect penis. Yeah, and if she, you know, if she wanted to see it and it turned her on, yeah, I would do it for her. Right, know? but it's so, not something that you need to do. So maybe, right? No. I'm not going to I'm not going to go out seeking it, but, you know, I'm not going to run away from it if, if it were to happen. So. And now you in your open relationship, right, even though this call isn't about that, it's more about the teasing thing. But like in your open relationship, because I know that she fucks other guys. Do you fuck other girls? I have. It's not something I do on a regular basis. Um, I met a girl. One of my fantasies was always to meet somebody have some, and not know their name or anything. And. Recently, my wife was quite aware of this. I met a, a, a girl through a, on, an online site, and she wanted to get eaten out. And we were, we chatted. She called me on the phone. Uh, we arranged a, a place to go. She climbed into the backseat of my, uh, my SUV. I went down on her. She left after she came. She called me a couple of weeks later, asked me to do it again. We did, and I've never seen or heard from her since. Right, and that was and, the hot aspect, I guess, probably and, for oh, both that of you. Was a hot, and I got yeah. nothing out of it. I mean, she didn't touch me. She didn't try to touch. She, right. she wanted her pussy 
uh, gone down on. And that's all that's that it, it was understood right up front that she was nothing was going to be in return. To me, that was just as hot as as could be. And obviously and, your wife knew about this, right? Oh, she did. Yeah. Of course, then right. I came home and went down on her. <laughs> yeah. And she liked it. I'm assuming. Oh, very right. much. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was yes. the only time you've been with other women. No, I've woman? been a, f- a few other times. We, we've, We've tried to do some swinging, but it doesn't work for us. And what we find is that if she's interested in another guy, the, the uh, that's the best scenario for us. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't turn down another girl. She wouldn't ask me to, but uh, it's not something I go out and, and look for. Right. Uh, if we were to meet a couple and she hit it off with the guy and they want to run off together and do their thing. I'm perfectly okay with that. I can sit there and have a cup of coffee with a guy's wife and not want to fuck her or her want to fuck me or anything. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it happened once, probably 15 years ago. Uh, we met a couple and she and uh, he and my wife were really hot for each other and they, they wound up fucking. Then he came over and we had a threesome with my wife and uh, he and I and that was very enjoyable. Right. But the wife wasn't involved. The wife was not involved. She didn't want to be involved in. I absolutely had no chemistry with her whatsoever. So it was fine with me. That way I didn't have to feel under any pressure because when a guy thinks he's got to get it up, that's the time he's not going to. Right, 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 right. That could ruin the whole thing when it's expected. I would never make it as a porn star. You know, (laughs) I just wouldn't. Right. But like you say, like that kind of porn is so manufactured anyway, right? I think it is, you know. Uh, and I don't have a fluffer, so, you know, what the heck. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> so what else so, can you tell people? I mean, like I said, I don't want to go too into that because this podcast was really about, you know, teasing and denial and how that can be super hot for a guy, right? And I think a lot of people haven't tried it before, right? I would think the nor- the average person probably hasn't, but maybe they'll go home tonight and try it, whether they're alone or with a partner, right? And, and I think it's pressurable like- for girls, too. Yeah, if you don't like the word denial, use the word delay instead. Tease and delay. Delay, tease and delay. Some people might think denial is hot. Some people you just want to tease and delay. Whatever is the thing that makes you get turned on, try it. Try the halfway in game. Try the timer. Try the rule. Like remember that rule you had with I Dream a Genie? Like try the rule. Like get get a if you're gonna watch a porn for ten minutes, say you you, right before it ends, you turn it off and you can't, and then start another one. Like somehow, you know, create that rule where you can't come and just try it on your own. If you if you got nobody, what do you have to lose, right? And the only thing you have to gain is like more a more a longer journey, which is like that because there's to me it's nothing hotter than to be in that state of like right before you come. Why not try to prolong it? Oh, when when you know that's I mean most most young men until they're 16 years old are in a perpetual state of horniness. Anyways, they are somehow or another able to survive that. Right. You know that's what so, it's right. Right. And to be, you know, I feel young again. It, it makes me feel young. And especially for guys that are getting, say, into their 40s, 50s, 60s, the longer they can delay it, the, the, and, and they'll feel turned on all the time. They'll think they're 16 again. So, And I let me ask you this. How old's your your woman, your girl, your wife? Uh, we're, we're in, we're in our sixties. Let's and leave she, it at that. No, but so what I'm saying is that there's a lot of women that after they hit menopause, right? Like their sex life goes out the window, right? But oh, it sounds does. like yours hasn't, right? And I think that use it so you don't lose it thing really 
is true, right? I mean, she's sort of stayed very active, right? There's probably never been a dip in her sex drive. And maybe it's because you guys keep things really fucking hot and are, are always doing all this stuff with each other, right? We, we've slowed down as we've gotten older, but we've never stopped, we've never stopped having sex. And I mean, we right. could have sex three times a week or we could have one really monumentous time once a week, you know? So it's, uh, you either use it or lose it. And That's she hasn't thing. lost it. Yeah. And, let me tell you something. There, there are guys in their 20s and 30s that find my wife hot. And I mean, because she really is. She does not look her age. She's, her body is still in good, great shape. She has, you know, she doesn't have a humongous breast, but she's got a nice shape to her. And, um, but the other thing that makes her hot that people don't even know about is that she fucking likes sex. That's, she likes sex. That, people, men can smell that from a mile away, right? That's oh, yeah. like what sexiness is it's like if you fucking like sex people are gonna know it it comes across right and i think that that is like that's why you can't really fake sexiness that true sexiness really is is like you really like it and let yourself really enjoy it that'll come out and it's like an unspoken thing but it definitely sort of comes across to the opposite sex it oozes out of your yeah for sure that's why guys fucking think she's hot still <laughs> i think so because she's you look at what she does and what she's into and she's really open and that's the energy that they're picking up on i think that that's what makes people that's the difference between people that are sexy and maybe not so sexy right i think there's something I, to that i agree 100 percent. for sure so try it you'll like it give yeah. it a shot yeah and so i feel like women got should have got a lot out of this call too because like i said i didn't realize that i had a little bit of this in me have done stuff too so i gave the girls some tools of what they could do you taught the guys and you know thanks so much for that because it isn't something that i've had on before uh but i think it is an interesting topic it's the halfway in game the no way in game whatever you want to fucking call it <laughs> maybe it'll open the floodgates and you'll hear from more people now that it's for sure for sure for sure so i hope anyways i do too but i'm sure people will get a lot out of this uh podcast so thanks so much just jim for calling in thanks thanks for having me i appreciate it you have a great day you too bye 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 Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.